This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. The Title VI Parent Advisory Committee for the 509J School District has become an active group helping students and families navigate the education system. Title VI funding is meant to support services that meet the unique cultural, language, and educational needs of American Indian and Alaska Native students and to help these students meet the academic standards through culturally responsive opportunities. A group of parents have revived the committee locally, and as this group becomes more active, they have been reaching out with community meetings, a Facebook page, and at local events to get input from families about ways the funding can best help students. Jalen Suppa is the chair of the committee. We're definitely in a learning state right now. Our school district hasn't had a active Title VI Parent Advisory Committee for I don't know how long, so I'm not going to throw out years. I haven't heard or seen a committee as long as my children have been in the school district and my daughter is going into sixth grade. So we're really kind of learning what is this funding for? What does it support? um, What can we do within it? What can we not do within it? And so right now as the chair, just really trying to create a structure and um, get some guidelines and create our bylaws and get feedback from the community, get more parents and students involved, and really kind of create a grassroots effort that's built on parent, family, community engagement in the education of our students and how do we best utilize this funding to support them where they're at within the school district. So within this funding, this funding comes from the federal government, and it comes through the Every Student Success Act. And prior to that, I believe it came from um, when Obama was in in office. And so it's federal dollars that the school district gets on behalf of every stu- every Native student that fills out a 506 form. It's basically a headcount is what it is. So the amount of students that we have within our school district equates how much we get in funding. So example, this year we're getting 222,000 roughly. Last year, I believe it was 212,000, which means we had an increase in population. And so within the guidelines of the grant, it is required to have a parent advisory committee to advise on this funding. And that's so that's where this committee came from and it's actually a requirement that the school district is supposed to have a active parent advisory committee in place when they are receiving this funding every single year. Input, sharing, and conversations are valuable for the educational needs of Native American students in our district. Jalen talks about the importance of having a parent's perspective and advocacy, both of which guide the committee's engagement efforts moving forward. I served on the education committee Uh, back in 2016, I believe it was, to 2019. And when I served on that committee, I learned a lot about Native education within the state of Oregon and nationally. And one of the things I learned about was the Title VI. And at that time, it was Title VII funding that our school district receives, along with impact aid and the other funds that they get. But um, I learned about this, and I, I, I asked, who is on the Parent Advisory Committee? And um, so that year they actually formed a committee, but the committee wasn't made up of parents. It was made up of leadership. It had, you know, our ST, it had our coup, it had tribal council members. And, 
even though that's great in, in everything, the, the one thing that was missing was the parent perspective, because even as those leaders were sitting there, they're coming from a perspective of not having children within the school system itself. So they're outside looking in and trying to advocate, not understanding what families are going through on a day-to-day basis within the school walls. So that was formed and they continued and that was under Ken Partial. And then You know, we started working towards educating the community and just having conversations, just really general conversations about what is Title VI and learning more and and asking the questions. And and then, you know, more of us start asking questions and eventually got to the place where they were like, okay, we probably should have a Title VI parent committee. And so then they rolled out the elections and that's how we were all all elected was the district decided to enact the parent advisory committee and did elections. And so we were all, I believe our first meeting was in March. So I think we were notified in February, if I remember correctly, that we were elected. One of the things, because this group is is guided by parents, literally every single one of us that are on this committee are mothers. And so we really bring our lived experience of how we want to be engaged, how we want to be talked to, at what level, in what ways. And so we come with our lived experience. And so we are trying to really allow that to guide our work in the way that we're engaging with community. And so sometimes it's literally getting stopped at the store. It's talking in Safeway. Um, Sometimes it's messages from folks. Sometimes it's emails. Just trying to, I think, be very organic in the way that we are collecting feedback from from people and then also making sure that we are allowing people to be anonymous when they provide feedback because we know we've experienced it and we know people that have experienced it of retaliation when you do speak up or when you do follow the process, there is retaliation. And I know people will say that doesn't happen, but we have heard from experiences and our own experiences that there is retaliation and that can happen in many forms, not just blatantly retaliation. It happens in various different forms. And so trying to make sure that we're protecting the people that are providing their feedback and input that are guiding our work so that we can have that organic feedback and engagement. And so really just showing up in community and being in community and then asking them how they want to be engaged and then also taking our own experiences and and trying to engage um, with our community in a respectful way that respects them and that honors them in their time. Jalen Suppa is the chair of the Title VI Parent Advisory Committee for the 509J School District. The committee is not only a requirement for Title VI funding, it serves an extremely important function for meeting the unique needs of American Indian and Alaska Native students, helping students and families navigate the educational system, and supporting services that meet cultural, language, and other educational needs, and helping to ensure success in meeting academic standards. I think what drove me initially was finding out that there wasn't an active parent committee that was guiding the funding that was supposed to be used for our students. And I know that that's, you know, some people might not agree with me saying that, but that's what I saw, that's what I felt because I wasn't included in any meetings. 
I didn't hear about this funding. I wasn't told how it was being spent. I wasn't um, shared with how my student at the time, when I learned about it, my son wasn't in the, the public school system yet, just my daughter was. And I didn't learn how it was impacting her and if she could use the funding or anything. So learning as a parent that there was this funding that she could be learning how to make moccasins or she could be painting um, and doing art or making a, a jingle dress or learning her language. And so to find out about this funding, I was actually really excited. But then to learn that there wasn't an active committee and that we didn't know what was happening with the funding, it really, I think, fired me up to learn more about it first and then start asking questions and asking, what are you doing with this money And um, can you show me how you spent it? And so, and then start pushing for an active parent advisory committee, really, in a way, pushing back on the system and saying, this money is given to you for our Native students within this school district to support them. And that means, in, in the different ways that are set out in the guidelines, I don't feel like my student is being included in this funding nor getting this funding to help her along in not only her academics but more importantly her cultural enrichment opportunities which you know that sounds all professional but really it's just learning her culture and her practices and her way of being and that's really what this funding is set aside for because Really, I mean, they're they're going to school in classrooms on a day-to-day basis, learning the general academics of a public school. This funding is really set up for the cultural teachings and practices to be implemented within the school. And so, and I didn't feel like my daughter was getting that. And so that's what drove me was having children in, in a school where I didn't feel like the funding was being used for her. And then my son up, up and coming, going to be in a kindergarten not long after her, knowing that that money's there for them, but it's not being utilized and she's not getting to use it really kind of stemmed me to start looking into it and and questioning it and asking the hard questions and, and continuing to show up at the meetings and being consistent and, and not going away and just you know, staying there and continuing to ask and then bringing more people along with me to... Um, Because I think it's important that our voices are being heard, but not just being heard, but also being included in the way that this district is, is engaging and including our teachings and our practices and our identity into the system. And this system was really not built for Indigenous families. And so we're working within a system that wasn't built for us. And so the least that can happen is the inclusion of of our needs and our wants. The Title VI Parent Advisory Committee for the 509J School District has new members, all of who are parents of students currently in the district. Jalen Suppa is the chair of the committee. Our first couple meetings, there was only three of us. So elected was myself, Lorian, and Rosetta. And then we had a meeting and then we were like, we need more people here. Three is not enough. And so we actually made a motion and increased our parent committee to five. And so now that includes Shiloh Tippett. And we just added Jaceline Frank. And so our goal is to try to have monthly meetings with the community. Um, We want to offer more opportunities for engagement and activities using the funding from the Title VI and offer 
what we're thinking is we, you know, we followed other Title VI programs around the country. And so like, for example, Portland Public Schools, they do field trips. And they did a salmon field trip where they went to a dam and taught about the, the salmon and how the dam is harmful and what it does and all of those different things. And then we also seen regalia making from a program down in Nevada. And so looking around and seeing what are the possibilities that we can offer, and we're hoping to be able to bring those opportunities to Warm Springs um, while supporting with the resources that are needed to offer those cultural enrichment activities is what they're kind of labeled as within the grant guidelines. And then um, I think really we're just focusing on education and awareness of what Title VI is, who we are, what we do, what are the possibilities, what are the opportunities, and really getting feedback and input from the community and then also while providing services to the community the best we can. Rosetta Herkshen is a member of the committee and she shares what motivated her to become more involved. I'm a parent. Um, I have four children that are within the school district, and I'm a previous employee of the 509J school district. So I have a unique uh, perspective of the way that the school functions and operates, and also motivated by some of the challenges that my my kids have personally experienced. So everyone was impacted differently by COVID, and I know the online format was really difficult. And trying to communicate with one of my child's teachers was really frustrating. So my daughter ended up struggling with school, and um, the assignments weren't being turned in. You know, there's a lack of communication and support. So that got me advocating for her, and it was a very frustrating year for her. And then my younger daughter, she started her kindergarten experience out online with COVID, and um, that brought unique challenges also. And then I have a middle schooler and a high schooler, and... Returning to public school was a big transition for them, and there were some uh, well-intentioned but discriminatory remarks made towards my son in high school. So that got me also teaching him to advocate for himself, that it's okay. Um, A lot of times our people are taught not to speak up and not to speak out, especially as students, that you be respectful, you be polite, you be quiet, you listen to your teachers. So um, that provided an opportunity when there was a discriminatory remark made in front of the entire classroom for me to step in and say, okay, this is not okay. It's okay to call out these behaviors because they're harmful and they cause harm to everyone in your class that's a person of color. So that it was an opportunity to advocate. And then it became very apparent that there's a lack of advocacy among our people. And also within the school district, um, there's a big lack of advocacy because people are afraid of retaliation. People are afraid to speak up. That's not okay. But it's just understanding and being comfortable with knowing, okay, this is not okay. And we are allowed to speak. We're allowed to know that our children have the same rights to opportunities within education as any other student does. So it's being okay with that and also empowering other parents to do the same and encouraging my children to do the same. So there's a big need for it. There's a need for our voices to get out there. And this specific source of funding through Title VI is for the unique cultural, language, and educational needs of our Native American students. So advocacy falls in in line with the source of funding that is there for our kids. So I became very excited to be a part of this and to encourage our people to use their voice. The Parent Advisory Committee is continuously learning about Title VI and most importantly, how to best reach families and get their input about the ways the funding can best help students. 
Lorianne Scott is the vice chair of the committee and she shares what motivated her to become involved. When I was running for school board, I was I had the opportunity to sit in on a Zoom meeting where I learned of the Title VI grant. And the definition of the grant is its intended purpose is to meet the unique cultural needs of indigenous students. And hearing and learning what what the grant was currently being used for at the time was frustrating to hear as a parent. I didn't feel like it was being used for its purpose. And so as we pushed for a parent committee and school board meetings and to school board staff and the superintendent, it came, it came about, the parent committee came about. And as these last years, since my oldest daughter, Kiana, was a seventh grader, we've been having issues where we've been vocal about it and following that chain of command, feeling like we're not getting anywhere. And so when the opportunity for this, being on this parent committee, I felt like it was a a great opportunity to have a voice as a parent, to start creating space for more of our parents, to start being able to get input and show the district that it's not just me showing up, complaining. There's a lot of other people with the same issues. They just don't have the time to come or sometimes like the gas to go to the school board meetings to, to share those frustrations or concerns. And so that was like my biggest inspiration was just having that knowledge of the grant and it's what it was used for and the personal experience with my oldest daughter and her frustrations within the district and just knowing that through communication with other parents that I'm not the only one. And so it's hasn't been the easiest, but I feel like we're, we're gaining momentum and we're continuing to show up in different places to see to see change that we're asking for. I would like to see more of our parents and our, even our just our community in general but being just united. Like having a stronger communication, being able to talk about the difficult things even if we don't agree so that we can create a stronger environment and support system for our youth. A lot of the times we have the same complaints as parents, as guardians. We have the same issues, concerns, and frustrations. But because of the time that it takes to follow through with those or feeling like we're getting the runaround or it stops at some point, we just we just kind of give up and these same issues keep happening. And so with this year, I'm hoping that we can create a stronger a stronger foundation so that hopefully we have a stronger voice and can create the change for our kids that's that's needed. That we're meeting, we're talking, we're communicating, we're discussing issues, and we're being a part of the change that we're requesting in our school district. And specifically with this grant that's supposed to be to meet the unique cultural educational needs of our Indigenous kids, we can be a part of that. We can show up to the Title VI focus groups, the parent groups that are currently happening and discuss this and see like what works and what's not working and figure it out together so that our kids have what they need. Jalen Sapa serves as the chair of the Title VI Parent Advisory Committee. Right now, we are meeting through the summer to try to get a set schedule for this school year. And our goal is to try to have meetings once a month. We 
haven't really decided how we're going to meet. We have met mostly online when we have the public meetings, but all of we're trying to get to a place where all of our meetings are are public and anybody can come and join them. We want to make sure that we're being transparent and open to the community for them to be involved and invested in the work that we're doing because we know that we can't do this alone. So I think we're still talking about that. Um, I think we do want to have a combination of where you can be in person, but if you can't make it in person, there's also a online option. So a Zoom link, we will be sharing, um, our meetings will be posted as events on Facebook. And, and then um, hopefully, maybe we'll get an email listserv going or flyers, um, just to get the information out and use KWSO. And, but we don't really have a location set. Um, I think that's also something that we need to gather from the community is where do you feel safe meeting? Where would you like to meet? Because, you know, we're, we're working with families. And so maybe it's behind the community center because there's a playground so that the kids can play and the parents can talk. So um, we're still working on that. But we, I do know it, at a bare minimum that we'll have an in-person option as well as a Zoom option. If you have questions or feedback, input, concerns, uh, my email is suppaconsulting at gmail. Title VI Parent Advisory Committee members for the 509J School District are Jalen Suppa, Lorian Scott, Shiloh Tippett, Rosetta Herkshan, and Jaceline Grisbo. There is a Facebook page where updated information is posted and watch for upcoming meetings and engagement opportunities. Thank you for listening to the Warm Springs program on KWSO.